Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. Come on, can we keep that going for Jesus? If you know that the Lord is good and he's been good to you, come on, you can do better than that for the Lord. Yeah. Come on, stay standing just for one second. I don't want to take too much time in doing this because I'm already down to 25 minutes and I was going to preach for two hours, but hey. But if you know that you have some of the most incredible pastors, not just in this nation, but in the world. Can you give it up for your pastors? We're, we love you. We honor you. We have, No, both of y'all. <laughs> Listen, him, him. We love you guys. Thank you. You can have your seat. So excited. Thank you, band. Come on, let's give it up for the band. Aren't they amazing? You guys are awesome. Let's give it up for the decorations, for the people that set up the decorations. Isn't that nice? Oh, the weather outside was... I'll stop. I'll stop right there. But I'm so excited to be with you today. It's such an honor always uh, to be able to stand before you and communicate the gospel and the good news of Jesus. Uh, but it's going to be my honor and my privilege to serve you. Um, and I, I want to let you know that I'm just here to serve you. I'm up here bringing the word, but I'm just here to serve you. My family's here to serve you. My wife, my beautiful baby that's there is here to serve you. And we're just so excited to be a part of the movement that's happening here at Journey. How many of y'all had a good Thanksgiving? If you had a good Thanksgiving, make some noise. All right. How many of y'all kept it to one plate this year? I kept it to one. All right. No judgment. Don't worry. We're good. Three plates, five plates. It's Thanksgiving. Do your thing. Do your thing. My favorite thing during Thanksgiving is sweet potatoes. Yes, I love sweet potatoes. Candy sweet potatoes. My mom is here joining us from Wellington. She makes the best. Can we get it for my parents? They're here joining us from Wellington. No lie, she makes the greatest sweet potatoes. She taught me how to make them, so now I can make them for my wife and my son. Hey, teach them how to fish. Don't fish for them. Hello. All right. But I'm so excited, I'm so excited. How many of you guys love the holidays, Christmas holidays? Are you excited? Half of the room, right. You guys are, I get it, I get it. You're like, anxiety. I haven't even started doing my Christmas shopping yet. It's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. And for some of us, we get really excited during this time, you know? This means Christmas parties, eggnog, for the Latinos, Coquito. Coquito! You heard them? They said, Coquito! <laughs> she said it singing, bro. Coquito! That's awesome. Love it, love it, love it. It's a good time of the year, but I also understand for the other half of the room, this can also be a very strenuous time of the year. It's a lot of pressure. Um, some of us, you have to be Santa incarnate to your family. Hello. You got to buy all the gifts for the whole family. Uh, for some of us, this is a very challenging time of the year because maybe you lost a loved one in this year and this is your first time that you're going to have to experience the holidays without them and you just don't know how to wrap your mind around that. Uh, for some of us, it's Sunday and it's just Sunday and I'm going through it. It's a lot. Life is a lot. Uh, before I came to church today, you're probably saying me and my spouse had a very loud, audible 
debate. We'll call it a debate, right? We had a very loud debate. I think a lot of us are just going through it. We're going through it. And that's my title for the sermon today. I just want to go straight into it. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Because if you grew up in a church setting or if you have any religious background, you grew up in a church that says stuff like this. And, and please, if you did, help me out. And if you are unchurched and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, you're okay. We're going to teach you something new today. But you grew up in environments like this. Let me show you. God is good. That's a lot of church people. And all the time, woo, hallelujah. Let's try it again. God is good. And all the time, and that is the truth. God is good all the time, amen? God is good all the time. But I think sometimes we felt the pressure that what they were really asking was, the church is good, and all the time, And can I bust your bubble and say that ain't the truth? We go through some things. Anybody go through some stuff? Anybody going through it right now? Come on, Luge, be free. Just say, ah, Lord, yes. Finally, I'm going through it, God. And I think if we look at the scriptures, one of the most spiritual, biblical, truthful, honest things that we could ever say in the church is, I'm going through it. Because if you look at the stories in the Bible, it's people that went through some stuff. You don't hear any scripture in the Bible that says, and God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Okay. No, you hear about people having to cross through waters. People that were enslaved. People that were thrown into the fire. People that went through some stuff that makes our stuff look this big. But that does not minimize the things that you're going through because we're all going through something in life. And I just want to encourage you today to say, I'm going through it. Come on, tell three people I'm going through it. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. And the verse that I want to share with you today is a very popular verse, a verse that you may have heard before, maybe you have it tattooed on your body, maybe your cousin uh, Tutu has it tattooed on his body, I don't know. But it's Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, hallelujah, right? You've heard that one before, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isn't that good news? That's so good. But here's the truth that we have to accept. In order for us to be able to utilize that verse, we have to embrace that we are going to go through some stuff. I can't say I can do all things through Christ if I don't accept that I am going to go through some stuff. Me and my wife, we have a beautiful baby boy. I want to share with you my baby boy. He was born September 21st. This is Truth Aleos Torado. Try to say that with me. Truth Aleos Torado. Still to this day, people ask us, what's your son's name? And then we're like, oh, his name is Truth. They're like, oh, that's different. I'm like, yeah, that boy ain't never going to lie to me. Your name's Truth, boy. Seal him. Done. Your name's not liar, your name is truth. Let them know. Shame the devil. 
But this is truth, the Laos Toronto, and he is our joy. He is resting in the Lord's presence right now and doing what he does. But this has been a life-changing experience for me and my wife. Life-changing, incredibly life-changing. But if I'm being honest, does that speak? Sometimes that speaks. You understand when you... I've had to give, I got saved about 10 more times. Uh, examined my own salvation, all of that, man. Because when you, parents, parents, parents. Parents, my mom and dad, heroes, you are my heroes. Because it's hard, it's hard. And it's crazy to me that you can go from such a momentous occasion and such pure ecstasy and then things can just change in a matter of a moment. 3 a.m. when your baby wakes up and you gotta be at work at 6 a.m. so you gotta be up at 5 a.m. and (sighs) this is a therapy session. Okay, guys, let me just have a moment with you. But it's a lot. And it's not only a lot for me, it's, it's, it's a lot for me and my wife and what we go through as a marriage, and it's tested us. I mean, we had a baby, and immediately we had to go see a counselor. Help us <laughs> get through this, because it's a lot. I don't know if she's crazy, I don't know if I'm crazy. I'm, I'm crazy, my bad, I'm crazy, baby. Help my crazy, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be wise in these sessions. Lord, because you got to go home, not with the counselor, boo, chaboo. I got to pick those battles wisely, you know? But we go through it. We go through it. And it's amazing that you can go from a mountaintop, immediately go through a valley. We love this. We gather here. We worship here. We celebrate here. But what happens when we have to face Monday and we don't have this around us? How do we get through that? And I'm encouraged by someone in the Bible. He's, he's really popular all throughout the first half of the Bible, and his name is David. And David, you know him. He's the giant slayer. He's the king of Israel. He's the father of the wisest man to ever live, Solomon. David was admirable, man. Courageous, brave. But David went through some stuff. David was abandoned by his own mother, historians and theologians believe. David was shunned by his own father. Didn't want anything to do with him. Just go to the field and keep yourself entertained. David was abandoned by his own son. That's a lot to go through. And in David's time of need and while he's going through it, He has an answer on how to get through. And I don't know if you were good academically or if you were good in school, but me, I was not. And I would always look for that classmate in class and be like, you need a burn CD? I got you with a burn CD, bro. What's up, Papa? I got you. That's when we burned CDs back in the day. And I would find that person to help me out to get the answers for the test. I want to give you some answers that will help you get through the test of life. Are you ready for that? 
I want to give you some answers. The first answer is this. Going through it with your eyes lifted. Going through it with your eyes lifted. The Bible says in Psalms 121, verse 1 through 2, David said this, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the creator, the maker of heaven and earth. I'm trying to memorize scripture. Anybody else trying to memorize scripture? I was like trying not to look. But David found himself in times of need and help, and he had to do one thing. And it's something that we do. What do you do when you go through it? Hello? Is anybody there to help me? And you go through some stuff, and you lift your eyes up because you realize the help that I need is far beyond the ability and the strength that I have. I can't get me through this situation. This is too much for me. So I lift my eyes. So I can relate to David when he says, I lift my eyes to the hills from where does come, comes my help. My help comes with the creator, the maker of heaven and earth. That's why when you worship today, what did you do? Lord, I need you. I'm looking far beyond these lights. I'm looking far beyond this ceiling. I'm looking far beyond this school. I'm looking far beyond the sky. I'm looking far beyond the galaxies. God, I need you. And God wants to meet you where you're at. But David had to acknowledge where his help came from. Another answer to the test that I want to show you is in Psalms, verse 27, verse 4. Psalms, verse 27, verse 4, says this. We have it on the screen for you. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. I love that that scripture used the word gaze. It caught my eye. And I wanted to look up the definition on what the author was trying to communicate with that word gaze. The word gaze means this, to look steadily and intently with great curiosity, interest, pleasure, and wonder. You know what word stands out there for me? The word curiosity. Curiosity. Being curious. You see, there's people here today who you were invited by a friend. And man, when, when Pastor JJ said, how many of you guys were invited by a friend or a family? And a third of you raised your hands. Give it up to you guys. Come on, put your hands together for yourselves. That's incredible to me. Because maybe you're here today and you're here because you were invited. You may not have a religious background and you may not be in pursuit of this man named Jesus, but I want to tell you, our prayer and our hope is that you just walked into an environment of love, that you walked into a place where you can just be yourself, that you walked into a place where if you're going through a difficult situation, you got someone at that door that's just going to smile at you and hopefully that's going to enlighten your day. Hey, you forgot to make coffee this morning. We got you with that too. Hello. We got Christmas cookies yet? I don't know. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll get you something edible, you know? But our hope is that you know that it's okay to belong before you believe. We want you to feel that you can belong before you believe. But our hope is this, that in the midst of being in this experience, in the midst of being loved, in the midst of being greeted with such a warming heart, that you would begin to be curious. Why are they doing this? 
Why are they like this? Man, this song, it's cutting to the core of me. Well, I feel like crying right now. <laughs> you guys always do this here? I like this. But you're getting curious. That is to gaze. But our hope is that you, you graduate and you move from becoming curious to being interested. And from being interested, you move to finding pleasure in environments like this. And from finding pleasure, you move to finding wonder in who God really is for yourself. That in your own personal journey that you will have a revelation of who God is. Because here's the truth of this. Can I be honest with you? A lot of the stuff that we do in church does not make sense. Can we just pop that bubble real quick? It doesn't make sense. Things that we do as Christians, it doesn't make sense. Actually, the gospel and the good news says it is foolishness to those who don't believe, but is the power of salvation to those who do believe. So in other words, if you feel like this doesn't make sense, you too. I can't, that makes sense. Born of a virgin? Lived a perfect life for 33 years? Died on a cross in my place? Was thrown in a grave? Rose up in three days? Hmm, I don't know. But to those who do believe, it is the power of Christ that will transform you. It is the good news that has saved us. You know what? I don't get it, but I know what it did for me. It changed me. I don't get it fully, but it's transformed me. It's made my marriage better. It's made my life better. It's helped me with my addictions. It's helped me with my purity. It's even helped me financially. Hello, somebody. Because that's what this life is all about, stewardship. Stewarding what God has put into our hands. And I love the second part of that verse because it says to dwell within the house of the Lord forever. You know that word dwell means yeshab in Hebrew. Say yeshab. You know what that means? It means to sit, to inhabit. Maybe sometimes in life we need to be okay with just sitting down. Because when you sit down, that's when Christ is able to stand up in your life. And when David wrote that, when he says, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, I got curious. I was like, what temple was he talking about? Where was he at? What type of synagogue? Where was his temple? You know where David wrote that? When he was hiding in a cave, when King Saul was trying to kill him. In other words, your temple or the place that you worship is not dictated by a building. It's dictated by your awareness of God's presence in your life. Come on, have you ever been there? Have you ever been in your cubicle at work? And you're like, I cannot wait till Sunday. I need to talk to Jesus right now because if I don't talk to him, I'm about to cut her. She disrespected me, Lord. I need you right now. Or parents, parents, maybe your form of sanctuary is that place that we use a lot. It's called our vehicle. 
and you got to get away from the noise. You got to get away from the distractions. You just close your car and you're like, I'm just Z88.3 right now, Jesus. Right now. Or maybe it's you when you're at the gym and you're working out and you're going through something and your playlist hits that elevation worship and it's the song, Do It Again. And all of a sudden, you can't even do your next rep because you're just broken because you need God to show up in your marriage. And people are looking at you crazy, but you don't care because you're dwelling within the presence of God. Can I tell you, wherever you are, God's presence is with you. We're so thankful that you come here and you gather here on a weekly basis and we want you to keep coming. But this doesn't have to wait to be experienced here. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you can dwell within the presence of the Lord forever. So if you're going through it, you need to go through with your eyes lifted. You need to go through it dwelling within. And my last point, I had to change it. I had to change it, Evie. Because I was going to tell them, go through it holding on to his love. And that sounds good. But that's too much of a responsibility. I've tried to hold on to my relationship with God and I've let go. I've tried to hold on to my prayer life and sometimes it just doesn't work out. I've tried to hold on to my consistency and my commitment as a loving husband, but sometimes I fail. But you know what the good news of the gospel is? Go through being held by his love. I'm going through being held by his love because it's his love that sustains me. Look at this verse in Psalms 59 verse 16. It says this, but I will sing of, in the morning I will sing of, for you are my, my refuge in times of trouble. The responsibility is on him. We sang a song that says, I, I'm gonna see a victory because the battle of the Lord is whose? It's whose? You're in it, but who owns it? You're going through it, but who owns your life? You may be facing a challenging, difficult season right now, but who's gonna get you through? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I close with this. Another way for going through it is just telling someone I'm on my journey. Because when you say you're on our journey, it's more than the name of a church that you go to. It's what I'm actually living. I'm on a journey and I'm just trying to get better. I'm on a journey and I'm just trying to get through it. So in other words, I would encourage you to say this. I'm going through a challenge in my marriage, but in Jesus' name, I'm gonna get through it. I'm going through financial hardship, but in Jesus' name, I'm gonna get through it. I'm going through difficulty with my anxiety and my depression, but in Jesus' name, I'm gonna get through it. 
I'm going through difficulty with my children, but in Jesus' name, he's going to get through them. I'm going through it, but he's going to get me through. One of the names of Jesus is that he is the door. He is the door. And if you're curious today, and if you've never made a decision to put your faith in Christ, you know what his question to you is? Will you go through it? Will you go through it? Some of you guys, I love it. I love when I can just look around and see the way that you worship. I'm a worship stalker if you didn't know. You ever stalk people in worship? You're like, dang, she know how to worship. Man, he gets through. I like that. And you just watch people while they worship. And for some of us, you watch people worship and you're like, okay, tampoco así. Relax. If you didn't understand that, I said, okay, not like that. But we judge people's worship. We judge people's praise. And I can't take this. This is something that I heard from Bishop Jakes. He says, if you were in a fire and you saw the exit door, how would you react? If you were going through something and you found a way out, how would you celebrate? I wish I had somebody in this place that knew that God showed up for them and you found the exit door and you know how to get through it because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except going through him. Come on, can you sing with me? I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. listening to JT preach, Pastor JT preach. Come on, give it up for Pastor JT Kelly. 
had a vision of a, of a fish in water. And uh, you know, they say the only creature on earth that doesn't know what water is, is a fish. Because when you're in it, you have no idea that you're surrounded by it. Maybe the reason, this is what God told me to share with you, maybe the reason why you don't see God's goodness is because unbeknownst to you, you're surrounded by it. You think, man, God's goodness, I'm going through this, but God good, yeah, but you're going through, which means it hasn't killed you yet. So that means that the trial is there, but so is the goodness. So is the grace, so is the provision, the protection, the blessing. I love that last point, being held by Christ. You don't gotta hold on to him, he'll hold on to you. But here's what you gotta do, at least, you gotta go through the door, you gotta jump in the water and then let him do the rest. And there are people here tonight, or this morning, afternoon. You don't see it when you're in it, you know? <laughs> you don't see it when you're in it. Who oh, you have yet to make that decision. You've been on the, the precipice. You've been on the precipice. You've been on the edge, looking at the water. Don't hold back. Now's the time. Jump into that goodness. He'll hold on to you. You won't drown. He'll hold on to you. You're going through it. Go through him. Life is not about what you go through. It's about who you go through. And there's that exit door. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room and you want to make a decision today to go through the door, make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, here is your opportunity. When I say three, I would love it if you would just identify yourself. I'm not going to ask you to come front. This is between you and God. You would like to go through the door today. On the count of three, raise your right hand. Jesus, I'm going through today. I'm going through it and I'm going through you on three, all over this building. One, two, three, right now, all over this building. Raise your hand. Come on, I see the hands raised of husbands and wives. I see the hands raised of 11-year-olds and 10-year-olds. Come on, I see the hands raised of single moms because we're all going through it. And today, we're all going through Jesus. You can put your hand down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If you raise your hand or not, I want you to raise, pray this prayer with me. Worship team, pray this prayer with me. Let's all pray together. Those who raised their hands and those who didn't. Father God, I'm going through it. We're all going through it. But today, I'm not just going through it. I'm deciding to go through you. I put my problems through you. I put my, my issues through you. I put my past, all of my shame, all of my guilt, all of my unforgiveness through you and I come out the other side new healed set free in Jesus name we pray we hope you've enjoyed this message and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life please email us at amen at journeyorl.com and if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.